Well, folks, come on, dear Dave Sherish. Okay, Shaw, Jerry Adams, Egg Conch, Latsa. So, Phil and Fubble has kicked off. Brilliant, brilliant uh, start. And in the last podcast, I give you an insight into some conversations which are about the future of this small island. And I obviously can't go through all of the debates and discussions and talks that are going on. But there are over 80 of them. And uh, they're all very, very compelling and deal with all matter of subjects relevant to people's lives internationally, regionally, nationally, and also for uh, communities. So if you get a chance, go along to any of them, or if you can, although I don't think very few of us would have the stamina to all of them. Also, I, I, I took a joke at the, uh, the visual arts in St Mary's, the exhibitions by local and by international artists, and they are absolutely terrific. So have a wee joke at that as well. Bit of a plug for uh, all of the different concerts in the Falls Park, but, but also down in St Comgalls and in other venues, small venues, large venues in Culterland, uh, to name just a couple. So, Bunagui Saltas, well done to Kevin and the Fela team. A wonderful, wonderful effort once again. Now, the other thing that happened since last we spoke is that the statue to Frederick Douglass was uh, unveiled, if that's the proper word, by the Ardwira Ran Murphy. And it was in Lambert Street on Monday that we all gathered. And the statue is a very, very fine image of Frederick Douglass, an escaped slave and a human rights campaigner. It's actually a striking likeness of him. And Frederick was an iconic figure for his work on campaigning for an end to slavery and for equality and justice for African-Americans and for women. And he visited Ireland in 1845 to 1846, just before the worst years of the Great Hunger. He gave over 50 speeches here, and their evidence of his great affection for this country and his recognition of the connection between the treatment of African-Americans and of most Irish people in the 19th century under British rule. And his words are a reminder of the evil and horror that was and is slavery and of the work of the anti-slavery movement that was active in Ireland during his visit. Slavery had been opposed by radical Presbyterians in Belfast in the late 18th century and efforts to form a slave company in Belfast City were thwarted, not least through the efforts of Thomas McCabe, a United Irishman. And decades later, a ladies' anti-slavery society carried on that good work and one of its founding members was Marianne McCracken, sister of Henry Joy McCracken. Douglas published his autobiography, The Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglas, an American Slave, in 1845. And this brought him into the public gaze, and there was a threat that pro-slavery elements would kidnap him and return him as a slave 
to his former owner, and I use that word owner advisedly. So he left the USA. He arrived in Dublin and on the 7th, the 3rd Gomelesco of September in 1845, he gave his first talk. And over the following months, he travelled to Waxford, Waterford, Cork, Limerick and Belfast. And he returned to Belfast another four times. Ireland, in his own word, was transformative. He also witnessed the awful conditions endured by Irish peasants and the impact of Angorta Moor, the Great Hunger. And consequently, he saw the issue of slavery, not in isolation, but as part of a wider campaign for equality globally and for social justice. And he wrote, I see much here to remind me of my former condition. And I confess, I should be ashamed to lift up my voice against American slavery. But I know now that the cause of humanity is one the world over. At the unveiling of the statue, there was a group of young people from universities across the USA who are Frederick Douglass Fellows. They have been in Ireland for a week learning about his time here. Also present was Professor Christine Keneally and Don Mullen, who have written extensively on Douglas. And the, the discussion that they were part of that evening in Rosemary Presbyterian Church was really edifying and uplifting and very, very, very educational. Christine is a historian, an author, a founding director of Ireland's Great Hunger Institute at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. And she's written extensively on Daniel O'Connell, the Great Hunger, and of course, Frederick Douglass. In 2018, she published two authoritative volumes on the life and times of Douglass and his visits to Ireland and Belfast. And his close association with Belfast is a part of our history that needs to be told and retold. It's also a reminder that the evil of slavery and the desperate plight of refugees and asylum seekers is still with us. Slavery is not in the past, though interestingly enough, one of those involved in the discussion in Rosemary Presbyterian Church pointed out that the difference nowadays is that most governments are publicly against slavery and no government, most governments are publicly against slavery and no government is publicly for it. Back in Douglas's time, the British government particularly and other imperial governments were for slavery. It had the royal assent, the royal company that took the slaves from Africa to the Caribbean or through to North America had the firm support, endorsement and assent of the British royal family at that time. Now, modern slavery may involve multiple forms of exploitation, including human trafficking, child slavery, servitude, forced marriages, and forced or compulsory labour. And many are women forced into prostitution or domestic servitude. Women's Aid Belfast and Lisburn has recently reported that they are currently dealing with more than 230 female victims of human trafficking. In addition, there are millions across the world dispossessed and fleeing war and hunger. Refugees and asylum seekers 
who deserve our solidarity and support. So the work of Frederick Douglass is not finished. Much progress has been made, but the issues of racism and inequality and slavery continue to challenge society today. Last Christmas, the United Nations International Labour Organization reported that there are as many as 80 million people trapped in slavery. These are men, women and children who cannot refuse or cannot leave because of threats, violence, deception, abuse of power or other forms of coercion. There is an obligation on all of us to speak out, just like Frederick Douglass, just like Thomas McCabe, just like Miriam McCracken and many others. So Frederick Douglass's statue in the heart of Belfast is a reminder of the proud history of this city, the progressive history of this city of Belfast in opposing slavery and of the work still to be done. Well done to Belfast City Council, to the sculptor Alan Beattie Hurwitt and his associate and fellow sculptor Hector Guess. Frederick Falsha Awalia. The Prisoner's Day up in the Felons Club on the Anderson Town Road on August the 11th is an important date in Fela and Fubble's calendar. It is an opportunity to look at exhibitions and hear talks on issues affecting former prisoners, including this year an up-to-date on the CR Gas campaign. CR Gas was a gas which was outlawed but which was used experimentally in Ireland. The gas that was normally used here was CS gas and CR gas was used in the internment camp of Long Cash. And if you have a moment or two, go in, look at the exhibitions, the handicrafts, listen to the former prisoners, ask them questions. And also, if you can, attend the launch of the book, The Pen Behind the Wire, by own Gino McCormick. And I've, I've mentioned that before. It's at half twelve on August the 11th in Common the Murdoch. And at the back of the book is very, very innovative, and this is the form of Gino. There's a list of family and friends and comrades who recorded some of his poems. And there's a QR code that allows you to listen to the spoken word. And among those contributors are his wife and other family members, Christy Moore, Lucilita Brannock, Rosie McCurley, Jerry Kelly, Misha, May Fain, and many more. And Gino actually follows in that centuries-long tradition of Republican political prisoners who used their time in English prisons to write about their experience. Gino writes about the international experience also and of life beyond the walls of the H-blocks where he spent 15 years, five of them on the blanket. There are 76 poems in the pen behind the wire. So Guneri and Talat August Mabuihas Ditsa Gino, well done. Bully fur. One of them is uh, Easter 1982 and it's a recollection of the first Easter parade in 1982 in the blocks at which the names of the fallen hunger shriggers were read out. Shaw A. Easter 1982. The role of honour was read proudly 
And this year I listened hearing for the first time Bobby, Frank and Raymond, Patsy and Joe, Martin and Kevin, Kieran, Tom and Mickey. I remember then in that yard, in the quietness of Long Cash, Easter 1982. I remembered another Easter two years before, when we stood with the ten behind our locked doors, naked but for our robes, our blankets, on protest. We thought that day that we would lose ten comrades on hunger strike, demanding rights that now were greater than clothes. And two years on, who could say the hunger strikers did not win? Two minutes of silence, parade, dismiss, and for a moment I heard again the soft sound of 500 bare feet stomping on the floor. My far, Gino. The hunger strike commemoration, by the way, will be in Cork City on Sunday the 27th of August to remember the 10 who died on the blocks and Michael Gahan and Frank Stagg and First Minister-designate Michelle O'Neill will be the main speaker. And the Cork event will also remember those Cork Republicans, Terence McSweeney, Michael Fitzgerald, Joseph Murphy, Dennis Barry and Andy O'Sullivan, who died in hunger strike during the Tan War and the Civil War, and all those who died on hunger strike in the intervening years. The assembly point is at Kennedy Key at 2 o'clock on the 27th of August in Cork City. It will march through the city centre to the National Monument at Grand Parade. So, Biagi Lin, Akkojishin, Kahime Dolores Goji, Fela and Fubba. Biagi Lin and Shaw Foster, Gunyiri and Ta Levsha, Augustanak T. Divsha, Gulyar, Slan August Banak Arish.